Welcome to the Fabric Podcast, where we explore company culture and how it scales as a company grows. Brought to you by the team at The Receptionist, a bootstrapped Denver-based software company. Each episode of Fabric will set out to uncover unique and uncommon answers to the question, how do companies of any size create a culture and core values that employees actually live out? On this episode of the Fabric Podcast, we're joined by Delyn Berry, Director of Engineering and Co-Founder of the company, and Tom Foster, Director of Sales. Now, at some companies, engineering and sales don't always work so well together, but that's not the case here at The Receptionist. So Dylan and Tom talk all about what they're up to in their own departments, as well as how they work together. And they paint a really nice picture of how they're able to work together in a collaborative, innovative, fun, bold, authentic, respectful way, pretty much following fabric like you might expect. So we are talking all about what they've got going on within their departments, how they see them growing, and how working together has really helped our company and serve our customers best. So stick around and enjoy the episode. All right. Well, I'm so excited to have on the show, Dylan and Tom. Dylan, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Sarah. Thank you. How are you? I'm good, thanks. And Tom, how are you doing? Fantastic. Good. Awesome. Well, <laughs> good. Good. Well, we're excited to have you both on the show. This is um, one of those episodes where we're going to talk more about how you work together, specifically product development and engineering and sales. And um, sometimes these teams don't work so well together. Sometimes there can sometimes. actually be a yeah, it can be a butting of heads. So let's start off with, before, <laughs> before we talk about what we do, let's talk about why this might be the case. Um, Dylan, from your perspective, why might sales and product development not always get along or work well together? So I think in my experience, there's been a couple of different things that uh, has led to this. One is when a company is sort of revenue driven, and that can come from leadership looking for investment from investors, and that can be sales looking for big new deals and needing to like promise features that need to be delivered, that can then cause a bit of a, a challenge because something's just kind of getting tossed over to the engineering group of, you know, this needs to be done by you know, this date in order for us to hit this milestone. And the engineering was like, well, you didn't involve us at all in the decision-making process of that or like how long it's going to take. And then I think the other side of that is sometimes products likes to go up in their ivory tower and disappear and create things on their own and then toss things over the wall. And that can lead to sales being like, uh, you didn't involve us at all in this and what the customer actually wants. So those are the two, like, two of the biggest things that I've seen in my career with, uh, with department when these things don't work well together. Got it. And so, Tom, you're on the other side of that wall that things are potentially getting tossed over uh-huh. to. So what have your experiences <laughs> been with um, sales and product development and engineering and how they might not get along? Well, yeah, they, they sometimes, and I see the friction because a lot of, uh, uh, there's a lot of over-promising and under-delivering sometimes if you don't set sales straight and uh, what the actual capabilities of, of it is. And I think that's uh, deals with the leadership in sales is making sure that the people that are underneath and working with them, they really understand what the true capabilities of the product are. Um, I've worked in areas where products were released by engineers that had really no practical experience on the front end. Um, in my previous life, uh, for example, there was a, uh, a virtual processing terminal that was uh, done for credit card processing, but there was no way to do a signature through it or even print a receipt, which was kind of important. <laughs> right. So it slowed down the whole process. So we're selling the heck out of it. But then people are like, hey, um, where's the receipt? So I, I see it from both ways is that um, making sure that the product itself is what it's supposed to be. And a lot of times the sales will, will say what it can do more than what it can actually do to get the sale. 
Um, that's how I've seen it kind of been bad in my past. Yeah, there's definitely places where um, there can be some friction or miscommunication or lack of communication. Um, and you, you painted a picture, Tom, of a specific example of one that happened. Dylan, how about you? Any specific experiences you've had at previous companies? We don't have to name any names, but just times <laughs> where maybe this didn't, didn't go so well between the teams. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've had a couple of different situations where it was, we need something built for this one customer. We just landed a you know, seven, eight figure dollar contract. And it has a due date of you know three months from now, and we we can't close this contract unless this piece of functionality is there. And then we, it gets tossed over to engineering, and engineering's like, well, it's going to take like six or twelve months to actually build that because what you're talking about is something very foundational to the product, like upending it all. And so then there's a, and then you know, sales is like, well, no, we just need it. We need to close this business. Like that's just <laughs> the way it is. Sorry, yeah. like, you deal with it. So then what that invariably ends up leading to is like a terrible user experience or a product, like a bunch of technical debt that gets built up in the product because you're just kind of like trying to find the next sale or, you know, cobble together something that works just to make sure that you can land that one contract instead of like building something that ends up being a good thing for everyone involved. And when I, and mostly the customer, I think that's one area where we kind of differentiate ourselves is we tend to be like customer driven focus versus product or sales driven. Yeah. 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 Dylan, you and I talked about this on a previous episode about how we actually decide how to make changes. And it's not just because one person asks for it, but it's really being thoughtful about what the customers need and doing that in a way that works for them. So you've already sort of started to allude to this, but let's talk about how these teams work together at the receptionist, because we tend to be a bit different than some of the past experiences you've had. So Tom, start us off. How are sales and engineering working together at the receptionist? Working together? No, I'm completely joking. <laughs> we, we're, what? Um, Where's no, I mean, Dylan? Nice to meet you. Yeah, <laughs> Dylan, <I've met. laughs> that's, that's that name. Um, I've Engineering heard, no. meet sales. Uh, I think <laughs> I, we're in a very unique situation. I mean, one, um, a lot of times to kind of go back a, a, a question is a lot of salespeople don't really understand what it takes to build a product from scratch and to really make a change. And I think Dylan alluded to this is the expectation that they have is like, it's done. It doesn't work like that. And that's where a lot of friction comes in. But we work together. I honestly use Dylan's brain for a lot of sales things. Um, when I come up with an idea or something as well, I'll say, "Hey, I've run, I've run so many things by him since I've started that you know I kind of take he pokes holes in things because the way he thinks versus the way I think. Um, it helps to I guess make it easier for me to listen because when I came in, I was probably going about 150 miles an hour. I think I've slowed down to about 100 now. And a lot of that is Dylan saying. <laughs> A lot of that is Dylan saying, hey, let's let's make sure that this is the right feature for our product. This is the right way that we want to go. And it's a very thoughtful process. So to me, it's it's a mutual respect thing of, hey, I want to make sure that the product's good just as much as he does. And I think that for the two of us to be able to just sit down and have conversations like about anything, um, not just the development of the product, but the development of the sales channel, the development of the, the company itself is is very valuable. And it carries over to everything that we do together. So, Tom, that makes a lot of sense. And with the size of our company right now, um, you can work very closely together. And we're going to talk about how our company is is growing. But it's so nice that you can work so directly together. And like you said, Dylan can kind of poke some holes in some of the things that you're thinking and really collaborate. So, Dylan, what about you? What is your experience of how these teams are working together at the receptionist? Yeah, so I think there's um, a couple of things that we leverage. And kind of, Tom kind of alluded to this. We do have uh, every other week, uh, Tom and I have a one-on-one. 
And I think that gives the opportunity for sales and product to work together. Um, in some places, like that just hasn't existed, or maybe it's like once a quarter, you know, where product and sales gets together. So I think the fact that we're meeting so frequently to kind of go over ideas that both of us have about the product or things that Tom hears from sales, objections that Tom gets in, in sales calls or he hears from his sales staff. Um, cause I think that's the one thing that kind of leads to, we got to have this right now is like, there's a sale out there and they're getting an objection and like the product can't, maybe can't quite do it the exact way the person wants it to. But if Tom and I just have a quick conversation around that, we can like unlock a interesting or creative way to take that back to the person and say, do you really want it that way? Cause that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to us, you know? And then we kind of work on product strategy and sales opportunities and things like that. But we have that forum to do that. And the other thing that we have is something we talked about on the previous podcast episode is the product board. So that's a place where sales can just throw every request that they get over to us. And that allows us to quantify some of these you know, feelings and, and objections that we kind of hear and know that it's, okay, yeah, we may have gotten three in one day, but those are the three that we got in the last six months or a year, you know, versus, oh my God, the, the world's on fire. We got three of these same things. We got to build this tomorrow kind of thing, you know? So I think those are the two like practical things that we use that really help us out. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. The product board makes it, it's, it's a window into the reality of these requests. I think that's a big, big, huge part of it, Delaine. Yeah, because you, you can't really argue with the numbers, right? And the data. And yeah, exactly. otherwise, it, it would feel too easy, yeah, to get a couple requests in a row. And it and it sets this urgency, like, oh, we have to do this. But like you said, if, if that's three, and then they never come up again, then right. maybe maybe it's something else that you need to clarify or that can be resolved in, in a different way. So that's, that's yeah. a really great point. So we've touched on this a little bit, but we have a culture of fabric here. And so I think we're really hitting on the C in a lot of ways, the collaboration. So what can you share about how this way of doing things between sales and development really fits in our culture of fabric? Tom, what do you think? Well, I mean, one, I think it's innovative because a lot of times it's, here's your product, deal with it. And then you've got sales and mar- sales and engineering kind of butting heads a little bit. Like, why can't they build this product better? Why can't they do it faster? Things like that. And by being the team that we are, um, I think it's really innovative to have the ability to go and say, hey, Delint, what do you think of this? Like for a feature, I'm not going to say any specific feature, but like a feature, we don't have this feature and we brainstorm and come up with, hey, here's a way. And that just happened um, literally before this podcast was on a demo, uh, a person asked for a feature that we currently don't have. And because we've already brainstormed, because we've already went through the scenarios, I was able to shed a little light to them and they were like, wow, you're right. I don't want a visitor management system to do that. I want another system to do that. You guys check in. And it keeps us focused and grounded. And it is, and I will say, I mean, I think it's very innovative, but I also think it's bold because what it's done is it's allowed us to say no to the customers if it's not something that we we don't, we can't be everything to everybody. And that's really not what we're creating. We're creating a very specific product that does a really specific thing extremely well, simple, and it's a very intuitive. That's what makes it really special. So that's how I look at it there. Absolutely. So I think sometimes our answers start sounding the same, but Dylan, do you have anything <laughs> to, to add to that about how sort of the way you work together fits in our culture of fabric? Yeah. I mean, I think the other thing that's huge is respect, right? We have a respect for each department and what they bring and what challenges they have. You know, sales is, has their own challenges related to closing deals that doesn't, directly impact engineering, but definitely like is an input into their frustration and they're trying to partner with engineering to, to remove those challenges. And, 
if engineering doesn't respect that and understand that and like dive into it, like that's what really ends up causing that that headbutting to occur. And conversely, you know, like engineering has things that they're trying to do with the product to to take it a specific way because we do have kind of like a vision for where we want to head for it. And if sales isn't like supporting in that and understanding that, okay, they've heard that these requests that we're getting a little bit more frequently now are there and it's on the roadmap and it's coming. But like right now, their focus is on something else that we understand is more important. Like that really helps with everyone just kind of feeling a little bit more calmer about the situation and being able to move forward and focus. Like Tom was saying, like on just closing the deals with the customers that currently fit us and not worrying about all the other potential customers. And I think we're in a good position too right now where we actually are closing deals. You know, when you're in a situation where you can't close things, like pressures mount a little bit. So yeah. so don't let me like try and minimize that a little bit uh, or over too much. But um, I think just having that respect really helps with the, the you know different departments interacting with each other well. Absolutely. And so Tom is obviously our director of sales, but you've you've got a couple people working in the sales department. So share with us a little bit about sort of the team and how they may interact with the engineering side. I know we talked about the product board and I'm sure everyone's putting stuff up there. You know, we're always checking in, but share with us, Tom, just a little bit more about the fact that you've got a team and how they may or may not be working with the engineering side. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that because, you know, some of the team has been there longer than I have, like Dylan has worked with Quinn for four years now. I mean, and they have a great relationship. It's, I have them bringing requests to me. There's been some things that have allowed, that have been put in place that have allowed Dylan to not be like in the front lines. I'm kind of the buffer at this point with some of these, because as we continue to grow the product, you know, if we, we realize that by allowing Dylan to build this thing and build this vision, and we're a part of this vision we'll all of a sudden show up to a meeting and, hey, by the way, here's Dropbox integration. And, oh, here's this. And we're like, wow. Um, I think it's good. But bringing it to me allows me to also see, just like he does with the product board, how many requests are they getting? Is this something that's viable? We're getting ready to go into like this enterprise ready and adding all some of these different testing things into here. and But doing it as a team, not just doing it because, hey, we, one person asked. It's becoming something that's over and over. And I think just coming, having the sales team come to me as opposed to directly to Lynn with every single little request, I think it's a little bit, I love frees up your time <laughs> a little bit more, which I think is really, really good. Yeah. And Dylan, obviously you're one of the founders of the company. So you've been here for a while and, and yeah. Tom took on the director's position a bit later on. Um, what has your experience been like of maybe, you know, starting with one person on the sales team and then it's grown and had the director's position? What's that been like for you on the development side? Yeah, so it, it definitely used to be, you know, all the sales kind of requests and objections would come to me from the various salespeople. And even though we could kind of handle those, like, I think one of the challenges that I've always had is like, this is, is putting it in the proper, like, kind of sales terminology and things that they, you know, can be actionable. Like, I'm kind of in the engineering brain and I kind of like say it a certain way and that may not translate sometimes. So, and as Tom said, like him being that center point, like it allows us to then have that conversation and he can do a little bit of that translating for me that like figures out, oh, what's the best way to actually deliver this back to the sales team? Whereas before, you know, I'd have to like try three or four different ways of saying kind of what I thought was the same thing for it to kind of click. So I think that that's just brought like efficiency into the system. And then just the, I think like Tom mentioning, having one place for all of those requests to go to is another kind of data point that we marry up with product board where it could have or it did sometimes feel like to me like we were getting inundated with these requests and I didn't really know that it was you know three of the same people who just came three different ways because they talked to the same customer three times you know and then 
you know, now that Tom's doing it, he can like kind of dive in and ask more questions about it and like give give the sales staff a way to like go back and actually challenge the customer and get a little bit more information out of it, which is something that I couldn't really do, you know, or I didn't have time to do before. So I think that's really helped out with like efficiency and, and figuring out how to prioritize some of the things that we've been working on as well. Definitely. I think you both have painted a great picture of how you're working together. One of the things that we talked about on a past episode with Tom and Michael, our director of marketing, is how when sales and marketing work together, you know, it really allows for this big growth that if you were working separately wouldn't happen. So I'm curious, does working together, do, have you seen impact to the business and, and growth? I mean, you're doing a great job working together and it's allowing everyone to function well, but in terms of, of the company and the output, what have you seen there from working together? Dylan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, uh, we're, we're seeing record sales months and even though the product has changed, it hasn't changed as much as we've seen a spike in sales. And so I think Tom being able to come in and like translate some of the negatives, not really into negatives, but kind of like spin it in a positive way that allows them to, the sales have to go back to these customers and, and tear down those objection walls that may have been blocking us before. I think that's been like a huge lift that we've seen. Is And it gives like the sales team the confidence of knowing hey, we've got a really good product that can sell. We just got to find more people who match up and are really good partners to us. And when we find people or when people come to us that aren't a good match, it's a lot easier to say no or not yet to those people and focus on the ones that we are a good match for. And you're not wasting as much time with those ones where you know, you're know you getting like beaten down on. You can like just kind of let it go to the wayside wait for six months and then they'll probably come back and you'll be ready for them. <laughs> so I think, I think that's what's caused us to see this, the lift that we've seen. That's great. Yeah. And, and Tom, what about you and the time you've been here? What, what have you seen that's happened because of how these departments are working together? I mean, one of the, the biggest thing that happened in the beginning is building the sales plan was looking at what is the product roadmap? What is going to be coming up and sitting down and, and creating a battle card of basically here's the features, here's the things. And, and it, it allows me to talk to Delin and say, hey, here's this. What do we do with this? And how do we create some, some sort of, as, as he mentioned a moment ago, how do we take what that negative thing was and turn it into something that's positive that makes sense to a, to a customer or to a potential customer? I think that to me is really valuable because it allows me to say, hey, what about this? Does this work? Is this viable? Because you know, in sales, a lot of times we get asked things by customers. And it's like, I want this system to you know, open my refrigerator and bring me a soda. It's not going to do that. Right. That'd be nice, but... Oh, sure. But we <laughs> want to hone that in a little bit. We want to bring it to, to reality and do what we do best. And I think uh, more than anything, Delin's kept me grounded in the fact that, hey, let's let's keep this doing what it does best. Let's not let's not be everything to everybody. Because um, from a sales standpoint, I mean, what we want to do is we want to sell. We want to get our right. location goals. We want to hit our, you know, our goals that we have as a company. And by figuring out what it is, and it's not the product that's not getting us to those goals, because the product obviously is extremely viable and people love it. I mean, it's amazing. And then, you know, like I just mentioned, we get into a meeting, it's like, oh, here's this really cool new feature. So now we're really jazzed again. And it's almost a surprise. And Delin has learned, and this is one of the things where engineering and sales kind of differ, is that if you tell sales too quickly about a product, we start selling it. a new feature. So Delin's learned, I just kind of surprised Tom. Um, and then we got it. So that's one of our top tips. Don't tell sales too quickly. They're going to yes. start telling people. Oh, yeah, so, for sure. So you mentioned, Tom, there, um, some of our goals and the locations. And um, Andy Alsop, our president and CEO, was just on an episode. And we talked about our 21 operational plan and how that includes the goal at um, the fourth quarter of the year 2021. We will be in over 10,000 locations. And we will 
have 40 employees with the company. So can you just briefly fill us in on what you think your departments are going to look like at the end of our 21 operational plan? Tom, what, what will sales look like in 2021? Oh, that's great. I mean, we just had a meeting about the, the sales plan, but I mean, as of right now, the plan is to have an additional we'll have 18 individuals. Um, next year is a huge year for growth. Um, I'll have different pods and the pods feature is, is basically putting sales groups um, in conjunction with the customer experience team into these groups that are specific on each kind of market. Um, they're going to be going at each vertical that we are really, really focused on right now. And we're actually looking at what focused industries we want to continue to grow with. And I mean, that's, it's just going to be pods and keep rolling and really looking at the real enterprise, the large, large um, implementation processes where it's going to start going. Yeah. Well, you're going to have, you're going to have a big team. What about you, Dylan? What's, what's your team possibly going to look like at the end of 2021? Yeah. So right now we've got plans to bring on another three people. And then depending upon what is going to shake out from the pods and industries focus that Tom was kind of talking about, there's going to be more people. I think we're just kind of trying to figure out what that's going to look like, if it's going to be you know, new product offerings or it's going to be specific features. Like those are the things that we're kind of waiting and Tom and I are and working with Andy on very collaboratively, like actually figuring out how we're going to try and tackle this. And we don't want to just bring people on and then try something and then that something not work and then have to let those people go because that's terrible. Right. So we've got a couple of strategies, a couple of things that we're thinking about. So, but at the very least, it's going to be three add-ons and potentially more landing in 2021. Good. Well, that's exciting. Well, yeah. uh, you know, you've shared with us how our company is working well together within these departments. Let's wrap up with some tips for maybe people who don't have sales and engineering working so well together or are just sort of very separate. Tom, what are your final thoughts for our listeners on helping these teams work together? Get them in a room together. <laughs> Step one, be in the same Step place. Step one. <laughs> Step two, set some realistic expectations from, and come from a place of respect and come from that place of, hey, we have the product to sell and we only have the product to sell because it was engineered and created by these this team. And let's look at what it does as opposed to what any limitations there may be and find a way to cohesively bring that message to the masses. I think that's, do that and life will change for your company. <laughs> Good tips. Dylan, what are, what are your thoughts on how to bring these teams together if they're not so far working together? Yeah, I, I 100% agree with uh, meet more frequently than you probably are doing now if things aren't working well. Introduce empathy from the company customer's perspective into both groups as much as possible. And if you're kind of arguing from the customer's perspective as opposed to your perspective, that really helps break down walls and barriers because then you're not fighting for like what's yours. You're fighting for what's the customer's. At the end of the day, the company should be trying to fulfill the cu- customer's needs and desires, not not what you individually or you as the department wants to do. So I think those are my two two tips. Great. And I think all of those tips can be applied within any departments that aren't maybe working yeah. together as well yeah. as they could be or that yeah. probably should be having a little bit more interaction. So thank you so much both for sharing what's going on with your departments together and separately and some great tips for our listeners. So thank you, Dylan and Tom, for joining us on the episode today. Thank you, sir. Well, now you know what our sales and engineering are up to here at The Receptionist. So if you have questions or you want to check out the products and features that we have or chat with one of our salespeople, you can check us out. We've got a two-week free trial, no credit card required at thereceptionist.com.